Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum. Here we do it bigger. We do it better. We do it longer. And out of necessity, we'll do it louder than anyone out here. So relax. Here's your host, Hushmo Black. Good evening, y'all. Welcome to the Hushbo Black Forum. We we got some some kind of crossover here. Uh, we just got a new studio set up and just trying to give it a dry run this evening. I realize we haven't been out here in uh, quite some time on the Hushbo Black Forum, and uh, it's just so good to uh, be back to uh, uh, get in uh, into. Uh, What's going on in the world today? You know, I've been kind of out of sync, out of touch, out of tune. I don't know, the better part of a, a year now. Yeah, I've had some all kind of different uh, little uh, events crop up in my life over the last year, and I uh, just haven't been uh, able to get out here and uh, conversate uh, with uh my listening audience, but I'm here tonight and uh, just so happy and uh, grateful to be out here. Uh, once again, welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum where you got me, Hushmo, driving this train this evening. You know, our model is still the same, to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer. Sometimes we'll do it louder than anybody out here on Blog Talk, y'all. Saturday, September, September the ninth, yeah, this year was well, twenty nineteen. This year is just about uh, trying to get uh, out of here. We, you know, we advocate for miracles of African descent. We still do that. We don't always do that as long as we're out here. We, uh, advocate for uh, Americans of African descent, not not because we don't love everybody. We do definitely love everybody. Uh, just uh, by extension, uh, uh, we're part of that community and find ourselves uh, advocating on their behalf. And Lord knows we <laughs> we need all the advocacy we can get. Yeah, it, these are crazy times, y'all. I you know I almost had to get back out here just to uh, put my uh, Two cent into uh, the conversation. It's it's so many, so many crazy, crazy things going on here at home in the world. You got tornadoes uh, wrecking havoc and climate deniers. a crazy president and uh, <laughs> oh no i don't I don't mean just crazy, crazy, I mean a crazy <laughs> crazy uh president yeah this I haven't said anything I swore that uh I'd get this guy a year or so to 
get his bearing together when he took office some two and a half, almost three years ago now. And uh, unfortunately, uh, the guy's gotten worse. Oh, this guy's gotten a lot worse, y'all. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I, it's a dangerous uh, place uh, that we find ourselves, the country, the world, um, with uh, the most powerless man in the world, the president of these United States of America, uh, is someone who, in my humble opinion, is mentally unstable. I, yeah, I think this guy is mentally unstable, y'all. And that's such a dangerous place for uh, the most powerless man in the world. You know, this guy could destroy the world. <laughs> hey, make no mistake. This guy could destroy this world that we live in um, and do it uh, on a whim. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is where uh, I believe that uh, his uh, mental state is that uh, he could destroy the world on a whim, yeah, and don't even realize it. So, yeah. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum. Yeah, you got me, Hushmo, driving this train this evening. We're just so glad to be out here. How y'all doing out there in the cyberspace? We got a Call in number one eight 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 five eight eight three eight one four. That's a free call in number to uh the Hushmill Black Forum. We we don't we don't take many calls. We will take one from time to time, but we like to uh talk out at uh, our audience. Now, you know, we can engage if ever calls for that, but uh we we like to talk. But if you got something that's uh, pressing that you want the Hussmoral to uh, chime in on, by all means, just call. We'll, uh, we'll uh, look at it in the back room, <laughs> off air, and see if it's worthy of uh, bringing it on before my listening audience. Hey, Facebook friends, what's up? How y'all doing? I know you haven't heard me in a while, but uh, like I said, I've had some issues, but uh, I'm back out here now, and uh, just so happy to be here. I got a lot of things going on, but Hurricane Dorian uh, just wrecked havoc in the Bahamas, John. Let's count 43 dead, and uh, where that's going to go from there is, according to all estimates, an unthinkable number uh, where it might end up. You know, it might be, I, I, don't, I don't even want to speculate, but that number is going to rise higher before it's over. Uh, they're still digging out uh, down there in the Bahamas. If you all uh, check out uh, your Red Cross and uh, if you want to donate. Uh, check out the Red Cross. They are taking donations for those people down there in the Bahamas, and they desperately need uh, our help. 
Uh, so, yeah. Hurricane Dorian, Florida. You know, I believe uh, we here in the United States really uh, missed the brunt of that storm. That thing was some 200 miles wide at one point with winds almost 200 miles an hour. So that thing, it, it turned. It turned uh, just a right turn there before it hit Florida head on. It kind of went up the East Coast. I think North Carolina did suffer quite a bit of damage on some of the uh, outer islands up there in the, the Carolinas. But uh, yeah, just thank God we uh, we were spared. We were spared uh, uh, most of uh, the damage that could have uh, came our way from uh, Hurricane Dorian. Yeah. So... Uh, Got a presidential race, y'all, going, uh, trying to, uh, Democrats got about 30 candidates, y'all. <laughs> well, they've had two debates already and got that thing down to, uh, I think the next one's in a couple of weeks, the third debate. And, uh, I think they will it down to about 10 candidates that's going to be on stage. I mean, 10 candidates on stage for some kind of political debate is, that's an awful lot of people, y'all. That's an awful lot of people to try to, you know, uh, ask questions and have them respond and uh, to, you know, cross, uh, 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 examine uh, their answers and get them to engage with the other candidates there on stage. Ten is just a lot. And they had the first two, I believe they had almost 20 people over two nights uh, debating about these. Are, this is a Democratic, uh, uh, these are the Democratic uh, um, people who's running, trying to, I don't, the Republicans, as far as I know, has got about two two or three candidates who's announced that they're, uh, they're going to challenge, challenge uh, President Trump. Uh but uh, we've got to get that guy out of office. Uh, hey, there's just no doubt about it. We've got to get that guy out of office. The guy's dangerous, y'all. Not so much I'm you know, concerned with him being a racist, which he might be. Uh, I don't know. I don't know whether he's or not. I mean, certainly, as uh, someone said, that. Uh, he may not be a racist, but certainly the racist in the country uh, view him as uh, as such. So, so yeah, he's dangerous. Uh, just a dangerous person. Most I'm afraid of uh, of him, the president, uh, for his uh, mental uh, instability more so than. Well, I believe he's a racist or not. I, I just honestly believe that the guy is mentally incapable of handling uh, that job that he has. Uh, I believe he's mentally uh, unstable to uh, and incapable to handle the job that uh, that he has. Let's. 
a serious job. Uh, President of the United States, uh, we we can't afford to have uh, someone with uh, that's mentally unstable uh, running our uh, our country, our military, the most powerless military in the world. Uh, yeah, we can have that. That's you know that put not only the citizens of the United States uh, at risk, but people in the entire world are uh, at risk uh, with uh, such a person uh, running our government. That's you know, that's what I believe. I you know I'm pretty level headed when it comes to evaluating uh our political our political liber- uh, leaders i mean yeah i'm a registered democrat but you know i i call it like i call it like i see it yeah <laughs> whether they be democrat or republican or independent or whatever i can put up with the republican president as long as the guy is sane <laughs> i got hey I can put over the uh, I put over George Bush and both of the George Bushes. Uh they were Republicans, but you know, they were both same people. That's not the case now. We have a different uh uh I don't even know if the guys are Republicans. I am not sure what uh Herrenvok. Anybody ever <laughs> any anybody ever Hear that term Herrenvolk? Uh, yes, it's German. H e r r e n v o l k. Herrenvolk. Has <laughs> anybody in cyberspace ever heard that term before? Mm, yeah, we won't get into it. Check it out though. It's, uh has to do with someone thinking that they're uh, superior to uh, other people, and that's not necessarily uh, a racist. Obviously, a racist do believe that they're superior to some other race of people. Uh, but, uh, so it, it could be synonymous with uh, racism, but yet it's, uh, it's uh, somewhat different. Uh, I guess it's a mixture between a xenophobe and a racist, and uh, probably could add some other things on to it as well. But yeah, hey y'all, Saturday, uh, September seventh, twenty nineteen. Want to welcome y'all once again to the Hushmo Black Forum. You got me, Hushmo, driving this train this evening. Uh, we haven't been on the air in a while. We just uh, we got a new a new studio. We're still getting used to. Hopefully, uh, uh, we're coming to you uh, in a much clearer uh, uh, broadcasting uh, sound uh, this evening. It is it is our first show with our new studio. Uh, uh, set up, uh, so this is uh, almost like a uh, dry run here. We 
put on you this evening. And uh, yeah, we still getting used to it. Got some kinks to work out. Serena Williams all got beat again. She made it to a finals. I, you know, I don't know. She picked up almost two million dollars, one point nine million for the second place finish. So the winner got like three point eight. It's not bad work if you can find it. I mean, some reason Serena always come up with a mill block in the finals now, but it's amazing that at 37, she's reaching the finals of all these grand slams. <laughs> you know, I, but somehow she, uh, she, uh, I love her to death though. Uh, she, uh, she lost the day. Uh, pretty good tournament though. She, uh, lady came out and, Play the hard out and beat Serena. Anytime you beat Serena, you got to play. I can tell you that. Out thirty-seven or not, the girl who who she uh, who beat her was like twenty. <laughs> the girl, the girl who she uh, who beat Serena was twenty, y'all. So Serena thirty-seven. So you know that's uh, but uh, she played a hard out. Uh, yeah. Yeah, anytime Serena steps foot on that court, you got to play. You you can't come in the half seven. Oh no, Serena, you, you can't come in the half seven. I can tell you that. Not uh, expect to uh, beat Serena. Uh, my Atlanta Braves though is rolling. The Rays nine games up on the Washington National. They play them here in a few minutes. Uh, uh, the Braves are rolling. Uh, got one of the better teams that we've had here in Atlanta in some years. Uh, yeah, I'm all over the place. Yeah, I do sports too. <laughs> I multitask. Yeah, we cover current events uh, affecting the African-American community. Hey, and that's just about everything, yeah. That's just about everything. It says the Hudson Black Forum follows current events and news relevant to the African American communities. That's what we do. Me, Hushmoke, moderator, uh, initiates thought provoking discussions and conversations for the listening audience throughout. Cyberspace, y'all. That's our that's our intent too. This is a little write up spiel on uh, what we're about out here. Go to hushmoblack.com to my website, like that page. Uh, also, while you're out there at hushmoblack.com, buy my books. I'm an author too, y'all. I got two books out. Y'all don't know. Y'all new to the Hushmo Black Forum? You might not know that uh, the Hushmo. Uh, among other things, is a published is a published author. I've got two books out, yeah. The Water Boy, The Life and Trials of Jimmy C. Cameron, is uh, my first my first book. Uh, then my latest, Racism and Hate, an American Reality. That's my second book, and really, that book is 
timely. Yeah, that book is pretty timely. Racism and hate in American reality. Um, dealing with uh, what the, the title suggests, racism and hate here in America. And it is a reality right now. In 2019, we're still dealing with racism and hate here in this country. And this president, like I said, I don't know if the guy's a racist or not, but certainly, certainly, the racists in the country believe that he is a racist. And uh, that's dangerous, yeah. That is so dangerous. Uh, we... That was about uh, 20 minutes after 7. Now we're going to take a small pause. Small pause for the calls, and we'll be back shortly. Y'all hang in there. You got me. Hush, Mo. We'll be right back. Advocated on your behalf, you're listening to the Hush, Mo Black Forum. Tell your friends about it. Saturday. 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
Hey, yeah. Uh, welcome back. Welcome back to the Hushmo Black Forum. Yeah, you got me, Hushmo, driving this driving this train this evening. I got the braze on here. Pitcher just picked off a guy. Guy got a single up the middle there, and he wound up at one or two far off first base. They don't know Julio uh, Terran is one of the best pick pickoff pitchers in the game. Y'all, y'all don't know about baseball. <laughs> uh, baseball's a fascinating sport, y'all. We we don't. Young folks don't get into baseball like they do football and basketball anymore. I don't, I don't know what happened. Uh, somehow we, uh, when I was a kid, I mean, I used to love all three, but baseball, I could sit down and, you know, it could be one-to-one, one-to-nothing. Uh, shut out. The game could be fascinating. Uh, yeah, that's how, uh, how I get into it. But uh, please. Right down our team, the Atlanta Braves is my team. But uh, I go back to the old Cleveland Indians. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember when Larry Doby played with the Indians way back there. I remember when Hank Aaron, or when Hank Aaron played with the Milwaukee, uh, uh, Milwaukee Braves back in '57. <laughs> they won the whole thing back then. Yeah, I go back a long ways with. Uh, with baseball. It's one of my favorite sports even today. And I, like I said, I like all three. But uh, baseball is fascinating, always fascinating me. Um, enough about baseball, y'all. I don't know who's the front runner in that uh, Democratic Party. Uh, oh. I don't know what happened there. That guy rung him up some kind of way. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, the strike. Oh, yeah, that was right, right down the, that was right on it. That was right on the corner, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, y'all. Uh, Space friends, y'all forgive me. I, I'm doing I'm multitasking this evening. Do you have a call into the Hushville Black Forum? Uh one eight 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 five eight eight three eight one four. Uh it's a free call into the Hushville Black uh forum. Yeah, we yeah, it's free to call us. You don't have to pay. <laughs> you don't have to pay to call to talk to the Hushville. Although we don't take many calls. We will take a call from time to time. I'm surprised Mr. P. Yankee ain't you know, I'm surprised Mr. P. Yankee ain't uh, called in. He's uh, one of my opinionated uh, listeners. Hey, Mr. P. Yankee, what's up? Hey, uh, yeah, I don't know who uh, all the polls seem to show that uh, Joe Biden is uh, leading this thing. Yeah. For a lot of different reasons, uh, Joe Joe Biden, seventy five, seventy what two three four? <laughs> How old is Joe? Anybody know? Anyway, I think him and Donald is about the same age. Uh, but he's a front runner, and then I, I think he got Elizabeth Warren. I got Elizabeth Warren out here. Liz Warren. Elizabeth Warren is. Uh, 
between her and uh, Bernie Sanders, I guess, is second and third. Then Kamala Harris is uh, she's moving up there. Uh, got a couple of people of color uh, in that Democratic field. Kamala Harris and uh, Cory Booker. You got an Hispanic, uh, Julio Castro. You got a gay, Mayor Buttigieg. <laughs> I was in there. Uh, Amy Plomashaw, Senator from Minnesota. She's in there. Have a couple of folks dropped out already, but uh, you got still got over ten plus candidates remaining. Tim Ryan, the guy from Ohio, he's running the congressman from Ohio. He's there. Uh, got some great candidates, and I dare to say any of them, either one of them, even the two or three. <laughs> who's talking about running on the Republican side would be a hundred times better uh, in that job than the current occupancy of uh, the White House. That's my my humble opinion, y'all. Any one of uh, the 10 to 12 Democrats or the two or three Republicans who's seeking to replace this guy would, in fact, be a hundred times better than what we got. Hey, don't doubt. That's you know, that's how I see it, y'all. I'm gonna call it like I see it, because uh, I believe this guy's dangerous, to say the least. Uh, uh, that's you know, I think the guy's dangerous, y'all. Holding the most powerful office in the world, the distorted world, uh, on a whim, you know. Yeah, this guy could. We're gonna. So, we got to make make sure you get out and vote, y'all. Last time the Russians played havoc in our uh, election. We can't let that happen again. We've got to be vigilant. Uh, I wish they'd bring back the old... Well, not bring back the old ballot, paper ballot, but at least have some way of uh, tracking uh, electronic votes that you cast. Maybe... I don't know, maybe maybe have some kind of paper trail. I don't know how we do it or what kind of cost would be involved in that, but we definitely need a uh, some kind of <clears throat> some kind of backup system to make sure that uh, the votes are first of all counted properly and uh they don't get changed and people can't come in there, especially foreign foreign countries can't come in and monkey with our democracy. Uh, right now, it looks as though Russia uh, uh, 
when in the, the 2016, uh, during the 2016 election, and uh, did all kind of crazy things. Maybe influenced by the election, you know. Oh, let me, I'll let me, uh, let me take a break if somebody's car's looking down in my my thing here. Let's, let's get. I don't know why a car pulled up right in front of my driveway. And, uh, I don't know what that was about, yeah. But, uh, I'll just hit one. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll just hit one. Yeah. Wow. Opposite feel. Double D. Boom. Wow. Wow. Boom. Ozzy, Ozzy, uh, Ozzy might be the smallest guy on our, uh, our team, but I believe he might be the strongest. This is Atlanta Braves I'm talking about, y'all. The guy just hit a home run. He might be the smallest guy on the team, but uh, I, I believe he might be the strongest. I believe he might be the strongest guy on that team. You know? I, you know, I don't know that. I, I have no way of knowing it. But I, I've had to put my money on who. Who's the strongest guy on the team is, I would have to, I'd put my money on Ozzy Albee. Yeah, I, you know, I, I bet Ozzy Albee's weigh all over 150 pounds if you weigh that. If you weigh that. He can really get into a ball. The ball seemed to jump off his bat. <clears throat> well, enough about baseball, y'all. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Uh, Joe Biden seemed to be leading that thing, mostly because people are familiar. It's got name recognition, been around politics for the last half a century, y'all. <laughs> 
Joe Biden been around politics for damn near the last half of century, yo. I think he was in his 20s when he first got elected to Congress uh, from Delaware. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to think now. I could be mistaken. I think he was in the Congress first, but then he went on the I only served a couple of years as a congressman from Delaware, but then went on to be a senator for over 30 years from Delaware. So then went on to be Barack Obama's vice president for two terms. So he's been around for the last half century or damn near and uh, got great name recognition. He would be a hundred times a better um President than this guy we got in office now, y'all. Like I said, any one of the candidates, whether it be a Democrat or a Republican running now, uh, would be better, a lot better than what we have in there now. Ain't no doubt. That's, you know, it's not even close. I think the American public know uh, that something's wrong with this president we've got. I think the American public, I, you know, I you can't convince me that uh, an educated public uh, such as uh, we have here in this country can't see uh, that there's something seriously wrong with the president. Yeah, you can't convince me. Can't convince me otherwise. Though something is seriously wrong with uh, with this president and uh, a lot of his followers, y'all. <laughs> oh yeah, you got some enablers that uh, that uh, he's got enablers. If we didn't have, he couldn't uh, he couldn't stay there. So uh, we <laughs> the country's in a uh, real precarious uh, situation here. Oh, it's not only precarious, it's dangerous. Well, yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's so dangerous, so. Born here in Georgia, y'all, my first book, The Water Boy, The Life and Trials of Jimmy C. Cameron, started out as a sort of an autobiography, if you will. It wound up you know, being kind of a, like a trilogy, talking about, uh, wow, wow. Talking about my family's history um, here in Georgia, um, which go back, go back uh, over 200 years, 200, really before the country was a country, if you know, but uh, as documented to 1784, when my great, great, great Grandmother Sarah was born here in Georgia, 
1784. Yeah, I'm uh, eighth-generation uh, Georgian, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we've been there for a while, yeah. We've been here for a while. So when this president talking about go back to where you came from, <laughs> we, me, you know, I'm indigenous, <laughs> if you will, not to the land, but certainly to uh, these United States of America. Hell yeah. <laughs> if I go back, if I was here before 17, before the Constitution was put together, Really go back, uh, I take it to 1752 before the Revolutionary War. I'm indigenous, my people are indigenous <laughs> to the uh, this country. Yeah, <laughs> imagine that. Oh, no, I'm not a uh, indigenous to the uh, the soil, but certainly. <laughs> In terms of the country, I'm indigenous to this country because my people was here before or during and during the formation of the United States of America, yeah? Yeah. Right here in Georgia when it was a colony. My people was right here in Georgia when this place was a penal colony, y'all. So don't tell me about going nowhere. Going nowhere. Where where am I to go? I, I I'm not going back to Africa. If that, but I can't go back to Africa. Hell, I ain't going back to the plantation. Where, where is it that you'd have me go? Come on, y'all. <laughs> so yeah, we uh, these are trying times. Uh, these are trying times, no doubt. And we just try to try to stay prayed up, yeah. <laughs> stay prayed up. That's about all we can do. Don't let your guard down, you know. Just uh, yeah, don't dare let your guard down, cause So, but I, my candidates now, I don't have a favorite in the Democratic field right now. My favorite, really, if truth be told, if I, you know, just uh, everything is equal and they came before me uh, on a election ballot right now, I'm going with Julio Castro, y'all. Julian Castro is my candidate right now. If I, boom, yeah. If, Yeah, but we got a long ways to go before the first ballot that's going to be cast in Africa, I guess, in what, January, February, the first primary. Uh, but <clears throat> when we get to Georgia, but whenever I have a chance to cast my ballot, and Julio Castro was on that ballot. He's going to get my vote. 
Now, obviously, he may not, he's not attracting that, he's not attracting uh, that much enthusiasm right now. Uh, mainly because people are zeroed in on picking a candidate who they feel uh, who they feel has the best chance of unseating one Donald Trump. And I believe, you know, there's a, the polls are showing that a number of candidates uh, has a chance of beating that president. But, you know, we thought Hillary Clinton was going to beat that guy. So how much we can put in polls, <laughs> I don't know. We can't leave that for chance. Uh, we have got to do everything we can to uh, get this guy out of office. This guy is dangerous. This guy is dangerous. So, whether that means picking uh, the most, uh, picking the person with the best name recognition, Joe Biden probably is the safest uh, pick uh, in terms of you know galvanizing the masses behind him in the Democratic Party. Uh, I you know I'm just looking at the politics and I've been following politics uh, a long long time. Uh, it's my uh, in my opinion I believe that uh, it's probably going to wind up be being Joe Biden at the top of the Democratic ticket. Ticket. Just looking at all the options and how this thing is, is probably going to play out. Um, uh, <clears throat> then it's going to come down to whether we can uh, uh, guard against. Uh, some foreign adversary mucking around with the, our election. Yeah, that, you know, this president, I don't know whether he's in cahoots with uh, the Russians or not, but uh, it sure seems as though uh, something is shaky going on between this president and uh, uh, that top guy in Russia. <laughs> It sure does seem like something is crazy going on there, you know. I don't know. Is it money? Uh, I don't know. Something's going on. Hopefully this Congress will get uh, to the bottom of it because whatever it is, it's not uh, it's not in the best interest of uh, the citizens of, of this country. Not only me as a minority, but it's not in the best interest of any uh, American citizen, yeah. Uh-uh, now when you got a foreign government, uh, now when you got a foreign government uh, mucking around in our election, uh, that can't be good. Tell you, I don't know. We don't, uh, uh, so, but yeah, the way this thing is 
going to play out, I believe, is going to wind up being Joe Biden, whoever you pick for his running mate. And, uh, I, you know, that Democratic feel would make a great cabinet, yeah. We have really got some talent. Uh, for, I'm impressed with the collection of candidates running for president on the uh, uh, Democratic side. I am really impressed with that entire field, y'all. No doubt. And I don't say that lightly. I am really impressed with that entire field. Uh, And like I said before, any of those guys would be a hundred times better than uh, a hundred times better than what we've got. I so uh yeah. We've got uh got one candidate Stacey Abrams. Uh, well, not a candidate. Stacey Abrams ran for governor of Georgia this last time. She uh, indicated the other day where she'd be willing to uh, accept a vice presidential uh, selection. I mean, that would be a great, great uh, vice president, uh, uh, vice presidential candidate. Stacey Abrams from Georgia, Democrat from Georgia, although any of those other 10, 12 Democrats run would be a great uh, would be a great addition to uh, a Joe Biden ticket. I, I you know, and uh, would do wonders for trying to uh, put this country uh, rep- this country's reputation back together because this guy who we have in office has shattered the reputation of this country has shattered the reputation of uh, this country. And no doubt. It's crazy. It's true. Hey, uh, it's, uh, it's about Five minutes to eight, yeah, here in the ATL. Uh, we've got to take another quick pause for the calls here, y'all. Y'all hang in there. You got me hush driving the train this evening. We'll be right back. Advocating on your behalf, you're listening to the Hush Black Forum. Tell your friends about it. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace. Thank you. 
Hey y'all, welcome back. Welcome back to the High School Black Forum. That's Saturday, September seventh, yeah. Probably eight o'clock in the ATL. Uh, we uh just so glad to be uh, back out here on uh, Blog Talk. Uh, so we resonate uh, our program over uh, Blog Talk Radio. Uh, a lot of you know we are converting our shows into podcasts. So you're going to be able to uh, pick us up as a podcast. Uh, wherever you get your uh, podcast from, that could be iTunes or wherever you'll be. You'll see the Hushville Black Forum. I post it out there in a podcast format. Tell a friend about us, y'all. Come back and join us. We come to you live and in living color every Saturday from seven to from seven to nine. Yeah, we. Our model is to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer. And not in necessity, sometimes we'll do it louder than anybody out here on blog talking. We hope we don't uh, we don't like to get loud, y'all. We like to try to keep everything on an even keel. Sometimes you have to uh, crank the volume up a little bit. Sometimes you have to crank the volume up a little bit just to... Uh, So people can uh, hear you, <laughs> hear what you're saying, because you know people are tuning you out, you know, uh, you know, or uh, drown you out, <laughs> or drown you out with uh, uh, noise uh, that. Uh, uh, so, yeah, yeah. We uh, advocate for social justice on behalf of Americans of African descent. One of our pet peeves is our reparations for Americans of African descent, y'all. That's a big part of my uh, advocacy. Uh, every book, I've published two books, and all of my writings uh, uh, all contain um Something about uh, reparations for America's background descent, yeah, not because of some two, three hundred years of slavery here in this country. I, you know, that debt has, you know, been satisfied as far as I'm concerned. The moral debt of slavery was satisfied uh, with some six hundred thousand lives lost in a bloody civil war. That satisfied the moral, uh, the moral uh, um, aspect of uh, that slavery, ch- chattel slavery thing that uh, went on here in this country. As far as I'm concerned, uh, my uh, gripe <clears throat> uh, has to do with Fourteenth uh, Amendment uh, violations. Thirteenth. 14th and 15th Amendment violations that uh, injured uh, me uh, and my people for some 90 years after the Civil War was over, after supposedly slaves was freed, and uh, the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment was uh, inserted into uh, the Constitution. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, so we in this country, American Zachary Descent, was uh, seriously injured uh, financially uh, uh, because of the separate equal Jim Crow laws that was put in place uh, by primarily uh, the southern states after the Civil War and after the 14th Amendment uh, was there to protect uh, us. Uh, so we uh, believe that uh, we're due in uh, uh, reparations for those uh, injuries uh, we suffered uh, uh, under um, the separate equal Jim Crow laws that was codified, by the way, uh, international law uh, in 1896 with that uh, Plessy v. Ferguson uh, a case down there in New Orleans. Uh, Plessy v. Ferguson became like the uh, stare diseases uh, for all of the uh, separate equal Jim Crow laws and, uh, that was in place at the time. Uh, and uh, did serious damage. I mean, pretty much just removed us from uh, white society. Pretty much removed America's uh, African descent. Hey, when he, when uh, those people drug Homer Plessy off that train down there in New Orleans, they pretty much took uh, America's African descent out of uh, white society. <laughs> pretty much removed all of their 14th Amendment uh, protections. I mean, you can't, really, you can't just uh, uh, deal with that on a, uh, you know, talking about uh, on some uh, integrated school issue of this. Uh, uh-uh. It was, uh, our 14th Amendment protections was uh Null and void uh, throughout the society, in the workplace, the school place, uh, uh, the real estate places, you know, every way you could think of, uh, we were injured uh, because of the separate equal laws causing us financial harm causing us serious financial uh, damage for the better part of 90 years. Uh, uh, Brown v. Board in 1954 uh, set aside Plessy. Brown v. v. Board was much more than uh, a case involving school integration, y'all. Obviously, that was a part of it because remember, I just said that uh, the Jim Crow laws that was put in place that violated our 14th Amendment rights throughout. It's not just one aspect of uh, some school segregation or issues with us attending uh, public schools. Yeah, it was across the board. We couldn't buy real estate. We couldn't uh, uh, occupy a job that we, uh, you know, uh, that we wanted uh, equally. 
Uh, we didn't have uh, any kind of protection uh, that the Constitution guaranteed through the 14th Amendment. Our voting uh, our rights was uh, 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 harmed. Uh, <clears throat> so for 90 years after 1865, we were not allowed to uh, 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 join uh, the American society on an equal footing because of the, uh, the racism and the discrimination that existed and was put in place with these Jim Crow laws, with these separate equal laws that uh, was put in place. We were not allowed to assimilate into the American society on an equal footing. Those are the uh, 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 things that uh, uh, injured my people and me uh, that we are due uh, reparations for. This is a reason why uh, here in 2019, a family of four whites uh, uh, is worth about $96,000 of real property, and a family of four blacks is worth about $2,000. There's mm-hmm. a reason for that, yeah. The reason is uh, because uh, the separate equal laws hampered us uh, from assimilating into the society, uh, hampered us from acquiring real property, uh, real estate, uh, hampered us from uh, receiving an equal education, it uh, hampered us from uh, acquiring uh, equal pay in the workplace. Uh, for a hundred years uh, after the Civil War was over. That, you know, we're, we're due reparation for that. We're never going to, hey, we're never going to catch up financially unless we uh, are paid uh, the reparations that we're due. When Brown and the court decided that uh, uh, the separate equal uh, was inherently unequal, they were talking about the separate equal laws that Plessy v. Ferguson had codified into national law that made it impossible, made it impossible for us to uh, achieve any kind of financial uh, Equality here uh, in America. That's a fact, yeah. So when the court uh, determined that uh, the separate equal laws was uh, inherently unequal, oh, you, you know, we were due reparations. Some 15 million Americans, right, who was alive in 1954, was due reparations at that time. Now, Thurgood Marshall and the NAACP, that legal team that argued that case, uh, the Brown case, I mean, that was just a culmination, y'all, of 20 years of litigation uh, 
designed to set aside Plessy, the Jim Crow laws that Plessy had codified, all of them, the laws that prevent us from accessing equal uh, pay in the workplace, the laws that prevented us from acquiring real estate um, on an equal footing, the laws that prevented us from acquiring an equal education, uh, all those laws was codified through Plessy v. Ferguson. And Brown v. Board in 1954 set those Jim Crow laws aside. You, know, you can't, people try to say or would have you believe that somehow Brown v. Board was some, this narrow decision just dealing with, uh, the, you know, that's, baloney, that's baloney, y'all. There's no such thing as a narrow, that was no such thing as a narrow decision fine decision just dealing with integrating black schools uh, kids into some white school that was about setting aside the Jim Crow laws across the board that Plessy had codified international law that's what Brown was about they'd have you believe that uh Brown was just about this. Uh, these five kids who won't uh, integrate in the school, and you and 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 we'll let you know that it was much more than that. Was follow the court cases, y'all. Just look at some of them. It's Ricky V. Stefano, this case in New Haven, New Jersey, in 2009, where the white farmers sued the city of New Haven. Connecticut, uh, talking about the 14th Amendment rights had been violated because of their race. Can you imagine that? These white people uh, suing uh, a a government talking about uh, (laughs) reverse discrimination and wanting to be reparated wanted reparations for uh, their uh, 14th Amendment rights being violated because of uh, their race. You know uh, what president, president they quoted, y'all, or cited? Brown v. Board, y'all. Yeah, Brown v. Board. <laughs> Brown v. Board became the stereotypes of all of the laws that had been worn uh, uh, leading up to uh, 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 that decision setting aside the Jim Crow laws that Plessy had in place, y'all. So, yeah, uh, anytime a case coming for the Civil uh, Supreme Court now uh, uh, where uh, white people are involved, they go right back to uh, Brown v. Board saying, uh, especially when, when it comes to uh, trying to get blacks uh, uh, hired into or uh, promoted over uh, whatever, uh, they're not going to have it. They go right back to Brown. The board and said that, oh, yeah, you can't discriminate against me regardless of what uh, the circumstances might be, uh, uh, whether it's in the workplace, whether it's in the school, 
Same thing with the University of Michigan uh, in uh, case here not too a few years ago. Uh, they all bring up that uh, Brown v. Board and say, oh, yeah, you know, that uh, uh, if you do this because of a person's race, that's, uh, something's wrong with that. And, uh, you're violating the 14th Amendment. Well, in 1954, when Brown set us with those, uh, when that Supreme Court set aside, plus y'all, 15 million Americans of African descent at the time, 14th Amendment, had been violated some 90 years ago throughout society and were due reparations. We don't have to relitigate uh, this thing. We don't have to relitigate anything. The Supreme Court already ruled in our favor, y'all. Oh, yeah, already ruled in our favor. What we need to do is uh, 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 petition the court, petition the uh, attorney general. Uh, It's going to be hard with this administration in place, I'll I'll admit. But we have got to demand that... uh, justice be done here and uh, that the uh, Supreme Court uh, be petitioned uh, on behalf of uh, the millions of Americans of African descent who was directly uh, injured by uh, the separate equal laws and be compensated uh, for those injuries because that society itself is skewed. The entire society now, yeah, we we can't have uh, uh, this group of people over here being ten times uh, wealthier than this group of people over here, uh, because this group of people over here was systematically kept out of uh, the society by the laws of uh, the country, uh, laws that was interest laws that was set aside uh, and found to be uh, injurious and found to be injurious, you know. You can't have a society like that because it's never going to, hey, I'm, you know, I may be poor, but the society itself is only going to be rich, uh, as rich as the poorest uh, citizen in that society. Uh, and it's always going to be, you know, uh, skewed. Uh, uh, so, uh, I, you know, yeah, my argument for reparation has to do, hey, in fact, I'm going to play you a little spiel here about my thoughts on it, if you listen to it. Uh, i kind of give you a better, uh, a better feel for what, uh, where I'm coming from. Uh, I'm going to let you listen to this, and uh, we'll come back and uh, kick it around a little more here. I'm filling time, y'all, because this is my first show back. And welcome to the National Black Forum, by the way. And in fact, it's about a quarter after eight. Maybe we'll take a break before we get into uh, a little can segment I got uh, keyed up for. That I have keyed up for you here, uh, dealing with. Uh, 
my take on reparation. I got a new essay coming out uh, about it. Uh, this is uh, this can uh, this can uh, uh, segment is uh, is just the outline of it. I'm going to let you listen to that. Uh, First of all, though, we've got to go on break here for a few minutes, and then we'll come back and we'll key it up for you. Uh, hold on, yet. We're going to take a break here. We'll be right back. Advocated on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmore Black Forum. Tell your friends about it. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
Hey, welcome back, Russ. Welcome back to the Husco Black Forum. You got me Husco driving this train this evening. Yeah, we got a train, yeah. <laughs> Ain't no doubt. We Westbound number nine. Somebody in the peanut gallery trying to, oh, what's that train name? Hey, Westbound number nine, yeah. Y'all don't know? Billions of dollars off of it over 
understand. That is that is the cornerstone of my argument for reparations, along with uh, uh, the uh, uh, of them taking away uh, taking away my Fourteenth uh, Amendment uh, uh, taking away my Fourteenth Amendment uh, protections there. So yeah, that uh, that whole thing uh, about uh, reparations, I bases on Fourteenth Amendment. Uh, uh, Fourteenth uh, Amendment uh, rights, uh, uh, like thereof, uh, uh, due to the separate equal laws that uh, injured uh, America's African descent uh, for some hundred years after that civil war was over. That is critical to my argument. Uh, now, I I don't uh, I don't uh, disagree with anybody who's uh, uh, arguing or making an argument for reparations. I'm with anybody who. Uh, is on that uh, bandwagon, uh, but I just uh, feel as though uh, uh, we need more than one argument. Apparently, uh, we need all the arguments we can get, all the advocacy we can get uh, uh, for that uh, for those uh, reparations. And I contend that in 1954, when Brown overturned uh, the Board of Education, we uh, we no longer needed uh, any kind of uh, so we didn't need a uh, 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 well since then we don't we don't need to go back to court and litigate that thing because Brown said uh, in fact that uh, the separate equal laws injured people. Separate equal laws inherently uh, unequal and injured millions of uh, Americans. Americans of African descent. Anybody who uh, was born prior to uh, that May fifteenth, nineteen fifty four date was directly injured by those laws. I uh, am one of those. I uh, was one of those. I was born here in Georgia in 1945 without uh, 14th Amendment protection. It injured me and my family uh, in a big, big way. So, yeah, we're not going to uh, uh, forget about that. That's I'm always going to demand that there's no way right now with the economic disparity between uh, uh, with the economic disparities between uh, the various uh, communities here in the country, it's more vital than ever that we uh, demand that uh, the Justice Department go back and look uh, uh, at that 1954 decision uh, in that America's rapidness that uh, who was around the uh, 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 petition the court for uh, injuries. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it, it's not a hard uh, uh, argument. It's not, you know, it's nothing uh, mysterious about my argument. Uh, just look at history. Just look at uh, uh, what has transpired in this country uh, starting in 1866 uh, uh, with the Southern Homestead Act in 1877 with the repeal of it and uh, 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 trace our history. The separate equal laws, how it injured us throughout society, the workplace, the school place, the public place, and everywhere else, uh, doing uh, tremendous damage to uh, uh, Americans of African descent uh, economically, socially, in every kind of other way you could think of. So, yeah, we uh, was injured by the laws of the country by the laws of the country. And uh, we uh, will do reparations. 
Hey, uh, that that piece is just a uh, that's a just a synopsis of uh, my new uh, essay entitled "Framing Reparations." Uh, that I'm going to be publishing in uh, several uh, journals and uh, magazines and other uh, outlets that uh, I'm going to be uh, publishing it in because I think it's so important that we as American African descent properly frame our uh, our uh, argument for reparation. Uh, not slavery in my mind, again, has very little to do with our present-day uh, argument for uh, repara- financial reparations. Now, obviously, slavery was... Uh, uh, Just a horrible, flagitious uh, act uh, of uh, man's inhumanity toward uh, his fellow man uh, uh, on such a scale that uh, uh, it took a power much greater, much greater than man to uh, satisfy uh Satisfied that uh, that did, and uh, I, for one, uh, believe that that occurred uh, with the uh, blood that was uh, shed in that civil war. I believe, and this is Abraham Lincoln in the second inaugural address. I concur that. <laughs> Uh, a power greater than uh, than you or I uh, was driving that civil war, uh, and uh, indeed uh, uh, extracted a uh, extracted a. Uh, uh, some justice uh, for that uh, horrible act. Uh, yeah. So we, uh, we're we going to get away from reparations for tonight, but every show that I ever broadcast, we're going to at least mention uh, uh, something about it. Something about it. Uh, I think it's due. I think it's uh would be good for not only uh American Af- Americans of African descent, but would be good for uh the country as a whole. Yeah, because right now the skills of financial justice is certainly skewed. Uh, and uh, need to be brought back into uh, 
some semblance of uh, balance in my mind. And the only way to do that, I mean, we can't. Us, Arizona, Akronson, can't work any harder than we work uh, to to rebalance those skills or to balance those skills out. We can't work that hard. We hell, we already some of the hardest working people in the world. <laughs> hey, we. We are some of the hardest working people in the world, y'all. Somebody say we work 300 years for free. <laughs> so this this notion that somehow we could just work harder to uh, is uh, bogus. Bogus at best, y'all. Hey, we got a free call in, y'all. one 888 y'all. That's a free call into the Hushmo Black Forum. We don't we don't take many calls out here, but we will take a call from time to time, you know. What else going on here besides uh, the politics of uh, the politics of uh, Donald Trump? <sighs> I've I never seen anything like this, y'all, in all my days. I've never seen anything like it, where uh, one politician could be so obviously crooked, so obviously inept, and such a large part of the uh, citizenry uh fall lockstep and lying behind uh, what amounts to a maniac. Excuse the term. I, you know, I'm just talking, you know, I'm just talking about, you know, my, <laughs> how I see it. Something is wrong here. Something, I got a, a crazy feeling that uh, something is wrong with in the society that uh, I've never seen. I've never felt uh, quite uh, the same uh, uh, that uh, uh, what's going on here today. Something that's completely askew in our uh, in our society. I don't know exactly what it is. Well, I think I do, but. <sighs> it's crazy, yeah. Braves got a one or nothing lead, y'all, in the bottom of the fourth. Playing the Nationals, the second-ranked team who's trying to run us down. We only got, 20, what, 22 games left? It's going to be tough to run the Braves down, y'all. Braves playing some ball. They can beat you one or nothing, or they can beat you 15 to 14, if need be. <laughs> Braves can beat you a lot of different ways, y'all. Ready to just throw one to the wall. And uh, uh, we have to see how this thing play out going forward. But I don't think, I don't think nobody is going to be catching us. 
Ooh. Yes, he got it. Ooh. Boom. This guy just hit another home run. Josh Jones just hit another one, y'all. <laughs> Two to nothing. Wow. Wow. So right now the Braves are leading two to nothing. As I was saying, <laughs> I don't think nobody's going to be uh, catching us no time soon. But we're playing the National. National's tough, y'all. National came here at one twenty out of twenty-two games, y'all. Ain't picked up a game on us. They picked up a half a game, I think. It was on like twenty out of twenty-two. <laughs> Something like that. I, I know they was hot when they came in here. But they ain't they, they picked up a half a game. Now we done out of a four game set. We done won the first two and leading two to nothing in the third. Shoot, games this time is hard to pick up. You can't get so far behind. You lose this game tonight. They ten game behind us. We gonna be. <laughs> I'm talking a little sports, y'all. The Falcons football season kickoff tomorrow, y'all, the NFL. I don't know, Antonio Brown. Is that guy all right? Anybody know? <laughs> the wide receiver that Pittsburgh got rid of or walked out on Pittsburgh, he just walked out on the Raiders, and now he's just saying at the last minute, the day before football season started, he's saying with the New England Patriots. And the Raiders just released him today or yesterday. And how did that stuff work? It must be somebody going up there for fifteen million dollars for one uh, for one year, nine million guaranteed. Well, it's good work if you can find it. You got what amounts to damn near a main a, a mind case. I used any crazy. I don't know him, but he certainly is a some kind of a mind case, and uh, he's just. Uh, told Oakland to release him. He didn't want to play there. They released him. He signed a day later with the Super Bowl champs. Hey, must be good work if you can find it. I mean, I, 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 hey, now listen. I think all those uh, athletes should get as much money as they can because that's a vicious, uh, especially the NFL, that's a vicious, vicious game, though. Those boys take a beating. 
physically, mentally, and all kinds of different ways. They got broken this, broken that, uh, uh, concussions here. And, you know, that's a vicious sport. So I don't begrudge them. Anything they can get, uh, I'm happy for them, really. That's just my own, you know, I don't care what. Julio Jones, hey, my favorite uh, receiver, just saying a three-year extension for some $66 million guaranteed. <laughs> uh, you know, and I'm so happy because, yeah, that's a dangerous, uh, violent sport, you know. And uh, so I'm, you know, I don't, I don't begrudge any of them for what they can get. That's uh, not going to stop me from uh, being, uh, <laughs> being opinionated about <laughs> them or anything else. Now, Antonio Brown, <laughs> something's wrong with that boy. <laughs> but... <laughs> At the end of the day, if he can uh, do what he do and get $15 million for one year, $9 million guaranteed for just that one year, I'm, you know, <laughs> hey, who am I? <laughs> who, <laughs> who am I to say? I'm happy for him. Keep on keeping on, brother. Yeah, I'm happy for him, really. I, I just, uh, I'm glad they ain't playing with the Falcons. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> Hey, I'll take my I'll take Julio. Uh, any day. Oh boy. Now Freddie and uh we got three players with at least 36 home runs, y'all. We got three players on the Braves with at least 36 home runs. One got 38, one got 37, and the other one's got 36. All of them may wind up with 40. I think all of them going to wind up with 40. Yeah, because uh, three more for Yeah, I think all of them going to wind up with 40 home runs. Shoot. That's pretty rare for three players to have 40 home runs on the same club. So uh, we'll see. I don't know how many times this happened, but they ain't happened too many. Well, three players on the same team got 40 home runs. One got 40 home runs and 40 stolen bases and 110, 120 runs scored. A hundred driven in. <laughs> Woo. Now, if Acuna, if he gets a hundred driven in, a hundred and ten, wait a minute. This guy has a chance to get to a hundred RBIs, a hundred and twenty runs scored, forty stolen bases. I don't know, y'all. That make it a pretty serious case there. <laughs> Or MVP, even though Freddie and Johnson's having hell of a year. <laughs> he having hell of a year. Acuna, if he get to a hundred RBIs, a hundred and twenty runs scored, 
40 home runs, 40 stolen bases from the leadoff spot. It's going to be pretty hard to uh, it's going to be pretty hard to uh, tell me that this guy ain't deserving of uh, the MVP. Yeah, we might have three guys tied for the MVP. Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> hey, Atlanta Braves got three candidates uh, that's into that MVP. MVP race, but I don't know the politics of it. You know how that is, because I I don't know how that thing's gonna go. I don't know how that thing's gonna go. Uh, the voting, because you got a boy on the other team that's pretty tough, but we shutting them down so far. We shutting them down. Julio's picking, pitching a heck of a game. I hope you get through this five. Get through the five in, son. Go sit down. Get through the five innings. Turn it over to the bullpen if necessary. One socialist for it here can do some damage, y'all. You're a rookie, 20 years old. I'm back in the baseball, y'all. I'm back watching the game. See y'all, hey? I told you I like baseball. But the NFL is going to jump off tomorrow night. The latest. News on that front is that uh, we just signed our uh, star receiver, Julio Jones, to a uh, three-year extension for some $60 million, $66 mil, all guaranteed. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's a contract, yeah. Uh, the highest paid receiver in the league, dollar wise. Highest paid receiver in the league, dollar wise. Yeah. Julio Jones. We got him about, I don't know, how long he's been in the league? About six years. Uh, 2011. How long has he been in the league? Since 2011? I I think so because uh, we traded away, we traded down uh, to uh, get him. We drafted him number six out of Alabama. This boy has earned his money, yeah. This boy has earned his money for us, yeah. Yeah, like I said, I don't, ooh, I don't, I don't, because you know, I'm, uh, we're getting paid. Cause, that's a tough, tough game, yeah. Violent game. And uh, but Julio Jones aren't earned every penny that uh we paid him. 
Yeah. So when uh, the game sees the start tomorrow, he's going to be in the lineup, yeah. I ain't played all preseason, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I ain't played all season. He's going to be in that lineup tomorrow, y'all, yeah, when that when the season starts. Julio, one thing that's what I like about him, Julio show up to work. When the game's on the line, Julio going to be there. Yeah, he's going to be right there. Shoot, he's going to be there playing tomorrow. Boy, something in your eye, you better get it out because this boy is tricky up here throwing that ball. The batter, y'all. The batter is rubbing his eyes like he got something in it. <laughs> and baseball, when that ball is coming 90 miles an hour, you, you got to be able to see it. Ooh, you got to be able to see what you're doing. You, you got to be able to see what you're doing, y'all. It's tough to hit that little ball coming up there, darting and dancing all around the place and dropping off the shelf. And, yeah. You, if you got something in your eye, you better clean it out. You better clean it out. That's all I can say. That ain't no joke. Ooh, oh, get him out of there. Come on, ref. I don't know. You know sometimes I'm sitting behind the plate there. What is it? Some kind, sometimes I don't think they can see. I don't know what this guy doing tonight. This guy's strike zone is all. I don't know where the strike zone is. At. It's tight. It's tight because I ain't seen him call a. He lunched one that time. That's all right. He definitely lunched one that time. Still too warm, though. Uh, yeah, just dropped the head of the bat on the. That ball a long way, too. Cabrera, Cabrero. He had that ball a long way. Yes, he did. That's all right. Just one run, though. That's one thing about keeping the runners off base. Who do you get to this fifth inning with a lead, boy? That's all you do. <clears throat> Keep them off balance. I don't like that. I don't like that helmet. Uh, I don't like that helmet. Matt got on. He needs he need something a lot more. Uh, 
more secure than whether you got it. How many more securities Okay. Boo, get out of there. I don't know. Strike a tail. Strike a nail. Oh, yeah. One upstairs on them a little bit. One upstairs on them a little bit. This boy hit that ball out of too. So you better be careful. You better be careful. Strike right there. He's getting ahead of the hitters, which is what I like about uh, his approach to the game this evening. Yeah. Hey, Facebook friend, what's up? I don't know. Really, really want to thank all those who uh, came over for uh, the barbecue this past Labor Day. Had a nice crowd there. We, we. First time we cooked any barbecue, y'all, in two or three years. Said the Hushbow crunk the grill up. <laughs> the Hushbow crunk the grill up. Some people ain't seen in the 10 or 15 years stop by. <laughs> I don't know if they smell it. <laughs> I didn't bite all those people. Oh, nobody came. I was glad to see them, though. <clears throat> I was glad to see them. Yeah, we had a good time. Labor Day. Uh, first, Hushbow uh, broke the grill out. Oh, I can, I can barbecue y'all when I want to. We don't, we don't barbecue like we don't barbecue like we used to, y'all. Yeah, yeah, but we can, we can do it. Now we can slow down when it get right down to it. <laughs> we have to. Cook some barbecue with the best of them. Hey, uh, we're going to bring this thing to an end this evening. So it's glad to have you all uh, come out here with us this evening, spend some time. Uh, come back to uh, be with us next, next week, November. 14th. We'll be right back here, same place, same time, y'all. 7 to 9 every Saturday, y'all, or Blog Talk Radio, y'all. Uh, that's going to uh, do it for the Hushbow Black, Black Forum this evening, y'all. Until next week, ciao. We out of here. The Hushbow Black Forum, advocating on your behalf by covering news and events affecting the African American community. Check us out at the Hushmo Black Phone, www.blogtalkradio.com.